Yo, yo, what's good, everyone? Welcome to another brand new episode of the world famous, the greatest free game podcast in the entire universe. This is BTB, aka Behind the Baller Podcast. We are coming to you live from the 213. That's Hollywood, California. I am your host, Ben Baller, aka The Wash Lord, aka The Korean John Daly, aka Back Nine. Ben, this show is not possible without the help and production of the greatest podcast duo, the Dust Brothers, Miles Davis and Jordan Winter, also known as the Captains. We got original music by Lakey. It is my favorite day of the week, Thursday. Let's get right into it. Miles, drop me a beat. What's the deal, BTB Army? What's really, really, really good? So yesterday was Valentine's Day, and um, I'm gonna come clean. That shit seems like a dying holiday. Remember, I'm not a hater of love or relationships, nothing like that. I, shit, I'm, I'm getting my riz back. You know what I'm saying? But of course, I saw my married friends post their significant others their wives, whatever, but that's it. And to be real, I don't think I've celebrated Valentine's Day in a very long time. Yes, not even while I was married. You know, um, it was, I mean, we lived a good life, you know, and a lot of days were special here and there, but not even while I was married, I'm not tripping, you know. It's hard to do with kids, but tonight, <laughs> got something special going on. I'm actually excited about, and um, I guess we'll see where this goes. So far, it's going good. You know, I've obviously been pretty uh, private about my private life. Anyways, guys, this week has been nonstop for me. Um, the kids got uh, their dental checkups, went to the dentist yesterday. And to my surprise, they all have hit their marks. Like they're good. Like Ryder and Lund are actually pretty close, neck and neck, as far as like they're only got a few of their their baby teeth and they're about to have their forever teeth and most importantly no cavities zero cavities amongst all three kids none it's crazy so i love that for kaya Ryder in london um remember guys your dental health is a very good look at your overall health and it starts at home and i'm um, you know i've been very very serious about you know them you know brushing their teeth and all that shit but speaking of which i need to get a cleaning soon guys for everyone you already know I don't say a lot of good things about myself, whether you guys think so or not. I think you guys read it wrong. But I will say one thing that I am pretty happy about is my are my teeth, right? So if you want the best non-invasive veneers, you don't want them fucking denture-looking big chiclets, hit up my dog, Amir Wahab, Unforgettable Smile in Beverly Hills. He, he is the man, period. And if you talk to Ani, tell that Ben Baller sent you. Okay. So my big bet, and I've ran into several people this week and been like, oh shit, congrats on your bet, congrats on your bet. That shit is still chilling in the account. I actually didn't know, because I, I don't really cash out that account, right? There's been there's been money in there here and there, but um, I can't cash that bitch out for another couple days. So, you know, I'm also hearing reports that people here in SoCal couldn't bet on my bookie. 
that doesn't make sense because I'm betting on it. So I got to find out what the deal is with that. I don't know. You know, um, it's really strange, especially if you're using my promo code Ben Baller. They know. I know uh, it, it's not legal in California the same way, but the MyBookie, unless they got my my account working different, I don't know what's going on. But speaking of that, I really do want to talk about this Super Bowl a little bit more because on Monday, a top five star player on the 49ers who shall remain nameless hit me up. Of course, he saw my post. A lot of people did. It's got a fucking million views, over a million views, right? And he told me he was furious. He didn't stay the night in in, uh, Las Vegas, went right back to the Bay. Got his shit and he's going on vacation. And his first act of frustration that he explained to me was the fact that on the final third down before the Niners decided to kick the field goal was that they were driving the ball up and down the motherfucking field into the Chiefs territory, 70 yards, just to call some bullshit-ass plays at the end. And he's like, yo, C-Mac, who is pretty much a big part, if not their true bread and butter of this season and everything, in the postseason, he only got a couple touches in the second half. Also, he said he'd rather have lost the game by going for the touchdown on fourth down by running it instead of just going out like bitches and going out soft. Now, this is important. Him and the overall sentiment amongst his teammates were that they had zero issues with the officiating. So fuck what you see on TV, on TikTok, or on whatever refs are cheap. That was the dumbest fucking cop-out stupid shit. Motherfuckers would make up anything. He was there on the field playing the game. He had no issues with the refs at all whatsoever. Nobody was talking shit about the refs at all. His issues were with the coaching and staff. He said there were at least four times he felt the game could have closed out, been closed out, and it just been what they would have won. And not once after the first quarter did he feel comfortable. Now that, you know, I don't know. But again, on that third down play, if you find some footage of it, if you go back, some of you guys are 49ers fans. I know you probably recorded. Look at that play again. You got Ayuk on the left side, had shook his defender. His defender fell on the ground. He was completely wide open. But with Purdy not being that tall, he couldn't see him. And again, Brandon was open like seven fucking 11. All right. And meanwhile, on the third down, he instead overthrew the ball far right to Jennings. Now, my boy, which you probably could get an idea, he's like, yo, I, I was ready and able to run that rock into the end zone, period. I would have rather done that. But these calls that Kyle was making, some bullshit. The other massive issue, over half the team didn't even know about the new overtime rules. With the, you can score a touchdown, you can score a fucking field goal, and they still got a chance to, to get back. Said so they were allegedly sent out emails about the new rules, whatever. It was not gotten over 
in like deep discussion in any of the meetings or in practice, nothing through the NFLPA. And taking the ball first was dumb as fuck. He knew about it and he had said it. My boy said he rather the Chiefs have the ball first and let the pressure sit on them. Let them deal with it so that they can come back and figure out, okay, they scored a field goal. Did they get his touchdown? All right, it's time for us to come back. You don't want the ball in Patrick Mahomes' hands last. Meanwhile, Travis Kelsey went on his podcast with his brother, New Heights, right? And he broke it down straight up. He said he was shocked that Fred Warner asked for the ball first. And then yesterday, I saw some inside the NFL footage that got released, and the referee even asked Warner, are you sure you want the ball first? This is your choice, right? Later, the ref said they're on the sidelines, and they're just talking, like these two referees on the sidelines talking, and they're like, yo, I, man, I don't know about you, but you don't want Mahomes to have the ball with, with you know, last. With four downs? No. Even running back to each other's sidelines, if you watch this inside the NFL footage, you could hear Patrick Mahomes say, hey, hey, they want the ball first. They want the ball first. He's yelling. They want the ball first. And Andy Reid was like kind of shocked. And then you hear Kelsey say, what? They do? Okay, they want it first. Shit, they got it. They got it. He was happy about it. And then you go to the 49ers sideline, you watch Shanahan talking his microphone, and he's like, yo, we want the ball. Take the ball, we want the ball. Yeah, we want the ball. And my boy, who is a fucking Niners star, is like, why? What the fuck? Why? No, we don't. What are you, what are you talking about? So, where it is. Yesterday, Kyle Shanahan um, announced that he fired Steve Wilkes. what that sound like? Sounds like a scapegoat to me, making him a scapegoat. Now, there were some bad defensive calls. I get it. But there was bigger jackass calls by fucking Kyle. Okay. Nine times, nine out of 10 NFL coaches in that same position with two minutes left in the fourth quarter, they beat the Chiefs. No cap. When they called that timeout in the final play of overtime, where the Chiefs finally got into field goal range, that's when Kyle had seen enough and he's like, fuck this. They're what they're in the zone. He was like, nah, fuck that. He, he, he called a timeout right there, right in the middle of play. They're about to run the play. It didn't even fucking matter. He didn't want zone played. He didn't like the way the shit was lined up. It didn't matter. It was a wrap from there. And I truly think the Niners will be back to the Super Bowl. There's no other team in the NFC in their way except the Philadelphia Eagles, and that's it. And personally, I think the smartest move that they could do is hire Bill Belichick. I know it sounds crazy. If it's at all possible, fucking hire Bill to run the offensive defense. I'm dead ass. That motherfucker, somehow, someway. I'm just telling you, man, something is going on with the fuck. I mean, um, Salas was, was fucking dope, bro. But you know, he's head coach of the Jets. And I, I thought he was, I thought he was solid. But again, man, this this Super Bowl is still being talked about. I have never seen in fucking 35, 40 years have I ever seen Niners fans this disoriented, this upset. And again, they have every right to be. Now, 
side note, I texted Kelsey yesterday before the Chiefs parade. And I was like, look, I put my bid in. I said, drop my name in the hat to make the Chiefs Super Bowl rings. I would fucking crush them. Now, you obviously see there's an active shooter at the Chiefs parade. My thoughts and prayers go out to anyone who was hurt. So allegedly one person had passed. It's fucked up. But um, yeah, I don't know. And so that's it for the fucking Niners and Super Bowl talking list. Some fucking crazy fucking other bullshit conspiracy shit comes out, which I will not address anyways. Um, where do we start? Going things a little different. I like to change the format a little bit, you know. Monday, Monday night, there was an influencer slash release party for Tiger Woods' new brand, his new clothing and shoe and accessory golf brand, Sun Day Red. Not Sunday Red, Sun Day Red. Yes, three words. Why? Because you play golf in the sun. You play golf in the daytime. And red is his mom's favorite color. Also, you associate Tiger wearing red on Sundays on the tour event's final day, right? When it's time to fucking win the thing. All right, let's talk about it. All right, uh, real quick. Let's talk about Sunday Red. Basura. Trash. Very underwhelming. Will it, will it sell? Okay, I, I honestly, I don't even know. I really don't know. Think, you know, I mean, yeah, there's people who are diehard Tiger fans. It's just... Again, you know, you see that TW, you see the other stuff. It's like, all right. And then there's some Nike stuff that was okay here. And there, but it was, you know, there was a team behind it that was better at what they do. I think this was rushed. Super rushed. It didn't need to be rushed. But since it was, and I get it, like, look, he doesn't want to have to wear Adidas or fucking some other brand. He didn't want to wear Foot Joy anymore. want to wear his own shit. All right, cool. I'm sure he knew before. I don't fucking know. All I know is he could have hired the best there was the best designers in japan the best designers from paris you know who really get down so maybe some dudes from fucking comme de garçon and really got into like the real golf shit like the you see japanese motherfuckers don't play when it, you see the real japanese swag korean swag that they're on that man brought back that 97 tiger woods vibe that ernie ills late 90s early 2000 baggy vibe that real some of that pleated pants type shit he could have hired Eastside Golf. Any, he could have hired anyone who had legit experience. He hired dudes from Quicksilver and some other golf shit. Like, okay, I get it. TaylorMade has experience. But we're not talking about appealing to dads over 45. You want the youth. You want the cool kids. You want to make good good look like clowns. You want to make the other brands feel. You want to be a competitor to Peter Millar, to Grayson, to Jay Lindbergh. Shit, to even fucking Johnny Owen. There's some other brands I forgot. Okay? Seeing the, the gloves, the shoes, which look mid as fuck. Seeing what other accessories. For that to be the debut drop and that's what the public sees for the first time. It's like watching MJ. It's like watching Michael Jordan in his later years of his career doing a layup. In a game with nobody around. Not even a defender. Just doing a basic layup. Not even a two-handed, aggressive, simple dunk. 
The last thing I expected, at the very least from Tiger, was a nice stripe down the middle of the fairway. A fucking high wedge shot. Flop shot something. Them clothes, man, that just ain't it. Man, bro, it ain't it. It ain't it. Anyways, was having a little trouble with my putter. Now, mind you, facts are facts. The average PGA Tour pro putts around 27, 28 times a round. My putting average has jumped to almost 31 putts a, a round. And at one point, I was in the high 28s. So, as amazing as my one-on-one Circle T Scotty Cameron is, I got a new putter. And the dumb fucks who hate, yes, golf is hard. That's why there's like literally 30 tiers of toughness and skill level in golf. And I'm coming in the game, in the game of golf, I'm actually entering the game like this is a marathon race, except this is a marathon race on a track, not on the streets, right? Not in the canyons or nothing. And I'm behind by 50 laps. The thing is, I might not win. Again, I entered it late. People are lapping me, right? Again, but I will lap some fools. And that's a fact. And I am lapping people as we speak. And I will keep progressing. That's all that matters. I'm only competing with the man in the mirror. And this new fucking Bettinardi tour putter is amazing. Shout out to my boy Nico. Shout out to Sam Bettinardi, the whole Bettinardi team out in Chicago. It is fucking amazing. I put a LA golf shaft on there. This thing is so stable. And for right now, it's what it's going to be. And again, I could use that Scotty forever. For some reason, I was not feeling the technology and the sweet spot. And there isn't a lot of technology in that. If you notice and you're a real techie dude, you will see a lot of SSS putters out there. I'm not going to get into the GSS situation. It sounds like I'm hating. I'm not because Scotty's been very good to me. So it's Paul and all them. But this Ben Naughty putter is knocking out putts for me, especially on fast greens that are running 12 or faster on a slope. Now, I went to Riviera Country Club not once, not twice. But three fucking times this week. <laughs> okay? Yeah, I know the Genesis is going on there right now. The LA Golf Tour truck was there, and that's why I had to be there. And I just also got new composite shafts in my wedges. No more steel sh- shafts. Okay? And I got a new composite. I got a new LA Golf shaft in my driver. Now, as I posted them yesterday, you got some dumb fucks who think they everything. They could be golf coaches and pre-teachers. Dog, I'm dealing with the best fucking people in the world. Butch Harmon, Claude Harmon, Sean Foley, Chris Como. These are people that follow me, right? Some dumb fuck with like, you know, most of the know-it-alls in the golf space. He's like, oh, composite's cool, man. But you know what? You need to get your swing speed back up. That's why you need steel. Composite's for guys who have slower swing speeds. Really goofy? Why don't you tell that to Bryson DeChambeau or Dustin Johnson? Who are fucking swinging out of the motherfucking fences. Jesus Christ. Anyways... The shafts are butter. They feel so much more stable. And I haven't gamed them yet. I've only tested them at the range. Right? And they feel so solid. No vibration at all. Even on a fat or thin shot. They just feel solid as hell. And I'm excited to play them this weekend. 
Now, speaking of Riv, I am still going to go to the Genesis, even though I was uninvited for obvious reasons to play the Pro-Am. And when the security guard saw me yesterday, he was like, yo, what time is your tea time? And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm not playing. Right after that, randomly ran into a PGA rep that I know, said, what up? Golf Works was there, Golf WRX. You know, they shot some pictures and everything else. Um, see a bunch of you know, tour players, you know, some people, whatever. Uh, kind of bounced in and out, didn't want to see anybody. 20 minutes after I left Riviera, the PGA Tour Instagram page liked my live Smash GC post. And I was like, what the fuck? That's so fucking weird. I actually messaged some live people. I was like, yo, look at this shit. It's crazy. I was legit confused. And then late last night, I checked the post and see that they unliked it. <laughs> so had to be a mistake. But, you know, I'm, I'm surprised they haven't followed me and whatever. And I got love for both. Like I said, that does, I don't understand what the issue is. Anyways, with it being Genesis week, so obviously Genesis parties, I didn't have the kids on Tuesday night. I was like, yo, fuck it. Let's go out and go check out the town. You know what I'm saying? Maubon had a Jason Day Maubon party for Genesis. Went over there, kicked it, saw the usual suspects, got some pizza, kicked it. It was fucking crowded as fuck. It was actually kind of cracking. Um, saw some BTB army there. Then I headed over to the LA golf party in Beverly Hills and um, seen the, the usual suspects there. Reed, the owner of the company, uh, Haley, um, Ledbetter, um, Hallie, sorry, not Haley. Uh, and, you know, just the, the typical golf, golf people that you would see. But I met an OG PGA Tour pro, this dude, Rich Beam, comes up to me at the bar and he's like, hey man, you're the guy who makes that cool jewelry, huh? And you like love golf, right? And I'm like, yeah, man, yeah, how, how, how are you doing? I'm Ben Paul. He goes, yeah, I know. He goes, I follow you. And I'm like, oh, okay, what's your name? He's like, yo, I'm Rich Beam. And I'm like, okay. Then Joe, Joseph, the rep for LA Golf, who takes care, he runs the tour for LA Golf. He's like, bro, that's fucking Rich Beam. He's a legend. He won the PGA Championship. The motherfuckers won a lot of times on the tour and he's he won a major. And I was like, fuck, that's pretty goddamn cool. You know? Like, it's always cool when I see all these fucking pros that are following me. It's dope. But you see the typical golf folks at these things. And that's, a, that's the type of group of people you will see in LA during a major event or a featured event. And I don't mind running into those people. And what's funny is we're going to take a quick break and then I want to talk about being outside too much and going out and trying to meet right, right people. I'm not trying to go meet anybody. That's the thing, right? Being outside too much when you don't need to be. All right, I want to get into that. It's important. Let's take a quick break and I'll be right back with more BTB. Yo, yo, so we're back, man. And as I was finishing off the first part of the show, I was talking about, um, you know, if you're out there grinding, going out, right, you know, and, and trying to come up, trying to meet people or trying to network. It's truly the, the, the term I was looking for. Going out to every single party isn't going to do it. Now, again, this is, I'm not talking about business mixers where, you know, you 
sell printers or something in your industry. I'm talking about entertainment, you know, could be sports, could be something. But I'm saying like if you're in music or, you know, um, I don't, I'm talking like some sort of tie to entertainment, but it, but it kind of relates to everything in a way, right? Going out to every single party just ain't going to do it. When I was young, when I was 21 and to, to 30, right? I was going out every single night hoping to meet someone who could possibly help me become rich. Now, mind you, I was a nightclub DJ. I worked in the music business, so there's something else out there. And it was never to go get pussy. Like, it wasn't about meeting girls, this and that. And every so often, yeah, I'd meet a nice girl. You know, um, there's some guys or some people here who followed me for a long time since probably Nike Talk, whatever else. I think it's safe to say for obvious appearance, just off looks alone from a girl. I think most people know that most of the women I've dated have been um, been pretty to most people's eyes, right? Um, I've only been engaged twice. And the uh, first girl is a pretty big supermodel, right? And I fucked that up, whatever. But anyways, I, I never had an issue with women. That was never why I went out. I, when I was young, even when I was 19 sneaking in the clubs, but when I was 21 and I was out there grinding, really trying to figure it out from 21 to like 30, 21 to, th 21 to 32, 31, I had become a millionaire, right? I was really just like, who the fuck could I meet that's going to like, you know, help me get further? When I was in the music business, can I meet, you know, when I meet a rapper, I was so different how I approach people now. Like, I don't approach anyone. Even if I know you, I'm not walking over. Not because I'm too cool. It's just because I did all that so much for so long. And right around this weird turning point in my life, I'd say like 1999 to 2002, I really thought about what what is, like, how do I pivot into something different, right? And when you're dealing with your friends during your journey of your come up, this doesn't mean they're bad people if your group of friends go out a lot. And I know going out in LA is so different now because I don't, or going out in nightclubs and fucking whatever city you live in. We were going out a lot. Every night there was a party somewhere, New York or LA. And that doesn't mean they're bad people or you're bad before going out. You know, you may just want more out of life when it comes to your future. And it's not your homies, your friends' responsibility. Your future is not their responsibility, no matter how close you guys are. And for me personally, I've been let down by friends, people who've said whatever, fake dudes in Hollywood. I didn't want to hate my friends for false promises, you know, pushing them to help me out wasn't fair to our friendships. And, you know, I basically just deaded everyone. I said, fuck this. I'm going to get focused. That time I was DJing, I was at the tail end of my music career, and I was thinking like, how the fuck am I going to make some money? Because I had just, you know, gone completely broke, moved in with my sister, and was living in a fucking tiny, tiny bedroom. I might have had four pairs of shoes. Still had a BMW, which was stupid. 
and it was a nice BMW, especially for the time, that'd be equivalent to like driving like a seven series BMW. It was just dumb because there wasn't as many cars as there is now. It was, it was a nice car. It was just really stupid the way I was living. And I was like, I, I got to figure this out. Thank God the sneaker shit, you know, worked out, whatever. But I was dating a girl. We were boyfriend and girlfriend, but like, I just was like, yo, I got I to gotta step my life up. And when I eventually did, I came back around my set of homies. And some of them had progressed in life, but they definitely were still partying a lot. You know, some had stayed in the same place. And now, 20 plus years later, some of them have, you know, I'd say like 60% of them have kids. A couple of them, their glow up was late. One of my boys now owns uh, La Dolce Vita. It's the hottest restaurant in LA, in Beverly Hills. And he's killing it. And I'm so happy for him. But some of these guys really stayed in the same fucking place. And I think, some people say, oh, it's none of your business. But no, fuck you. It is my business. It's my boys. And I think about it. You know? It wasn't that I didn't offer. I didn't have anything to offer them except game. They didn't want to hear it. They're hanging out with Jay-Z and Diddy every night. You know, to that, they're like, oh yeah, well, we're going to come up, blah, blah, whatever. And I don't think Jerry and them took them any of them serious except my boy Richie, you know? So I wonder like, how the fuck do you pay rent? How do you even live on a daily basis? Like, I know you could go out, eat dinners, whatever, boom, but like, just to be able to go out and buy clothes and do shit, whatever. Just like, hanging out in the clubs was fun, but not knowing how to make a living or survive is crazy because life is hard. You know? And that's why I bring up, I don't go out very much. In fact, before the divorce, um, since the divorce, I have not gone out at night, like to a place that serves alcohol, like where it's a bar club. There was a point in time, I think, from my 45th birthday until my 50th, where I had been out in LA like eight times at night to a, a bar or club. And I know I'm in a different place in life. And now I'm not looking for a partner. Even though, you know, uh, I'm in a situation now. Where I have no idea. And I have no expectations. But for all you younger guys, in your early 20s, late 20s, early 30s, understand what I said is so fucking important. If you work a normal job, you know, an office, UPS, Amazon, I don't fucking know. I'm going to tell a story in a second that, that hits so different. If you're in entertainment, it's a lot different. But the general message I'm trying to say here is, is I've always had a strong feeling of this energy of only going where you're celebrated, not where you're tolerated. That's big for me. I mean, I still think a lot of motherfuckers who have met me in the last couple of years just because of golf really don't know my history. They really don't know how deep and how far back I go, whether it be in the streets, whether it be 
the old Ben who could put something on blast and hurt someone's business. Just knowing that, you know, it, it kind of fucks me up in the mind. But, you know, I think about it. I go through my steps. And I'm like, nah, it's not what I want to do. The people do poke the bear and be like, yo, man, you fucking with the wrong people, you know. But another reality that you may or not may not agree with. I'm older, just I'm just just speaking facts. When you reach 30 years old, guys, I'm talking to guys. When you reach 30 years old, you're no longer ugly or handsome. You are either rich or you're poor. It sounds so fucked up, but it's the truth. I'm dead ass serious. Okay. So there's a story I heard, and I may fuck it up a little bit, but the overall sentiment hits. It's about a fisherman and a businessman, right? So this fisherman's out there, he's fishing on a boat, catches a huge fish, and he's happy. Then he's like, oh, I got to go home to my wife and my kids. And the businessman is like, yo, no, what are you doing? You're really good at this. You need to get another boat, catch another huge fucking bluefin tuna. And then he's like, okay, and then what? Then the businessman like, then get five more boats. And then, then what? And then get 10 more boats. And then you're going to be balling. You're going to have fucking tons of more fish. You're going to make a ton of money. And you're going to teach these people how to do it and continue this business, then you're going to have a franchise of fishing boats and kill it. And he goes, yeah, but I just love fishing and then going home to my family. And he goes, yeah, but you're not seeing the bigger picture. You could be rich as fuck. Kill this shit for 10, 15, 20 years. And then you'll be able to fish anytime you want and spend more time with your family. And the fisherman said, no, nah, that's not for me. I'm very content with my life. I'm not stressed out. I fish now and spend time with my wife. I don't want to do anything extra. You know, that's just not in me. If you don't see the point of that, it's kind of like why I'm with golf, you know? Um, and of course, I do have a drive to work because, you know, I do have a lot of bills, a lot of overhead even though I've cut things down, it's just, you could still do the same shit and be happy with it and not have to eat at fucking Ebaldi or, you know, Cut Steakhouse or Nobu Malibu, where the fuck it is. I chased money forever. I literally chased the money for a majority of my life. And where I am now today is why I said, and I said this before actually, I'm not interested in becoming a billionaire. If it ever happened, or if it happens, it would be from a freak situation, which is possible. You know, who knows? I know a lot of people. But that would be mostly because I place myself in certain positions. I don't mind working hard. But with all the hours I've put in, like I said before, it's not luck. It's the work I've put in, the grind I've put in. I'm not saying I can stop working. 
what I'm saying is what I do in two to three days could take somebody three months. And what I mean is I'm not going out there doing the moves that you've done. I've already been through those areas. I'm not going out and telling teachers on the side of the street, there's other ways I can do this. And I'm just saying that I don't have a desire to go absolutely crazy. Found something that I love. I know what it takes, how much I got to do to do that until I leave this earth. And I'm good with that. A lot of you people probably aren't there. Maybe some of you guys are. That's cool. But I stopped fantasizing. I began to live. There's a big difference from visualizing and dreaming. Fantasizing and dreaming, parallel. I began to live. I'm living it. I was like, I'm about to fantasize about going there. I just need to figure out a day when I can get there. That's my issue. My dreams don't consist of shit that don't make sense in my head. I'm visualizing what I'm going to do that is fucking crazy and dope and it's going to happen. Okay? <laughs> All right, man. I was going down to my um, my factory and if you've seen um, those ocean towers in downtown LA, Right across the street from the uh, from the Crypto.com Stable Center. Wow, man. Coming from an OG graph artist, yes, for any of you guys who are new to the show, I was in a infamous, super respected graffiti crew, K2SSTN, pioneers in LA graffiti. I've been fucking with graffiti since the early 80s. Um, my graph career probably was around 83 to probably 87. Kept in touch with a lot of people. Still talk to Defer and Prime from K2S. But as you see, Miami had this high rise. And it was fucking bombed. Taggers hit that shit like crazy. And now in downtown LA, it is fucking nuts to go down to fucking Ocean Center and see that shit. It's supposed to be a fucking Park Hyatt. It is like a $2.3 billion project. It went bankrupt, just vacated. And now it's like, it's been on the news every fucking day. There's cops everywhere and motherfuckers are still going in there and tagging that shit up. And it's kind of cool, but at the same time, like as much as I love graphing everything, it's like, it's fucked up for the people who do have money, you know? And I get it, it's, it's this crazy division between rich and poor right now but to see that skyscraper those high rises covered in graffiti it's like damn man it's crazy downtown LA is different it's like is there's so much money that was put in there but there's so many vacant fucking units in these high rises and they're like living there like I, Nick was right like I loved it down there but fuck man I, thank god we got out it is fucked up my boy lives in my old building and he has the penthouse. He is absolutely gorgeous. But he's single. He's still somewhat young. He's, I think, late 20s maybe. Maybe early 30s. Maybe 30 exactly. And you see the protests down there and all the shit show. And there's just so much fucking crime down there. And it's crazy because I haven't been to a Laker game in a while. But I got to see the Kobe statue. And it just brought warm vibes and and... and crazy shit how they released that fucking the Warriors really pitched strong to get LeBron I'm like damn Steph 
Draymond, Wiggins, Clay, and LeBron. Shit. They fucked around. Probably might have won the championship this year. Definitely next year. I don't know. You know, I got a project with LeBron that's coming out in a couple weeks. I'm excited. It's going to be dope. It's involved with a pretty big stock crypto exchange. Can't wait for you guys to see it. I have got some big shit in the works. And, um, man, again, you know, um, my cameras are dialed. Jimmy's camera's dialed. Be doing some shit remote. And um, I'm just excited where we are, where I'm at in life and everything. Uh, by the way, guys, I'm going to Arizona at the end of the month. That means I will be doing a subscriber meetup. If you are a subscriber on Instagram, then you will be invited to this uh, Scottsdale Phoenix meetup. And I'm looking forward to seeing uh, the Arizona Scottsdale fam. And, you know, if you bring any Topps baseball cards, please do not forget to bring a paint marker. We'll be playing golf out there, but um, I want to have a time. I want to have a chance to play golf with you guys, not this time. But uh, Houston's coming up. Nashville's coming up. Any BTB Army in Nashville, holler at me. Florida, but that won't have any time. Summer is wide open. I don't know. But I do plan on getting some shit. By the way, I did mention for this weekend. So um, maybe Friday night, maybe Saturday. Oh, no, it can't be Saturday night. I got my my daughter-daddy dance. The father-daughter dance. Can't it's been a year. Wow. With Kaya. Friday night. That is tomorrow night. Thinking about seeing Bob Marley. And uh, I definitely want to see the movie. Don't know when I'm going to catch it. But Friday night subs. If you're an Instagram subscriber, let me know. Probably get like 10, 12 heads together. Of course, paying for it all. Watch the movie Bob Marley. One of my favorite fucking artists of all time. This movie looks incredible. If you're interested, holla at your boy. Um, that is it, man. You hear the music. You know the vibes. All right, y'all. I will see you guys on Monday. Be safe. Have fun. This is not your practice life. Make it a great day. All right, y'all. Love y'all. Peace.